You're listening to Pat O'Keefe on 98.7 ESPN. Buster Olney, kind enough to join us now, ESPN's MLB insider. Buster, the thing I, I love about your coverage always is you do a great job of you know, combining the current news with the historical perspective. So first off, I'd just love to get your thoughts on the whole night last night from the pregame festivities, the setting, and of course the game itself. Well, as someone who grew up on a farm in Vermont, I was incredibly jealous not to be there. Uh, I would have loved to have been there, uh, you know, and walked in, in among the rows of corn and see the players do that. Uh, that was that would have been really cool. And you could tell, you know, from the faces of guys like Aaron Judge, that, that it was such a unique setting. And they, uh, you know, Aaron Boone talked about uh, the bus ride in. Uh, about how they, you know, were seeing the players and how they enjoyed, you know, looking around in this completely different setting for a Major League Baseball game. There definitely was a a sense of innocence to it. And, uh, look, Fox. I think Fox Sports needs to send Mother Nature, like a a split of the check they got from that game last night, because that that these absolute perfect colors <laughs> and that beautiful sunset and the whole scene and this uh, cloudless sky uh, with the cornfield around it, it, it was amazing. Like the drone shots were amazing. Some of the best that we will see this year. I know I texted Aaron Boone this morning, the Yankees manager, and asked him about uh, you know how was the you know outside of the results. How was it, you know, have it to be in that space in that event? And he sent back one word: perfect. And, and I don't think anybody could disagree with him. That's funny because that's the word that Kevin Costner kept using on the broadcast last night to describe it as well. You know, I'm curious because you know, Buster, the movie was a big part of my earlier life and yours too, I'm sure. But most of the players, they weren't even alive when that movie came out. So I'm just curious, as you've spoken to people who were involved in this game last night, how much did that setting and, and that movie resonate with the guys who were involved? I, I, You know, some, as you said, some of the people who were going there had full knowledge of the movie. They understood the idea of, uh, the, the you know the players walking out of the corn. Uh, you know there were people I talked to with who had the debate about whether have a catch or play catch was it would have been the appropriate wording to use. Um, but I think that you know the big takeaway for the players, whether or not they had awareness of the movie or not, was just to have a game in such a unique setting. And I, I mentioned you know in that place it really did feel like baseball was taken to a different time in their lives when, you know, they were kids and they were playing on these perfect little league fields. Uh, I'm sure that made them smile. And I've seen that before, you know, we, uh, on Sunday night baseball, we had the game that was at Fort Bragg uh, and the players loved something different over the course of 162 game season. You know, we did the games in London. Uh, there was the same reaction there. I've seen the face, the similar looks on the faces of the players when they played the Little League World Series games in Williamsport, just something that you know breaks the monotony of the long season uh, and brings out that you know that that childlike joy in the players is pretty cool. I'm sure that if pitchers day after day after day had to work in those conditions and to see eight home runs a game going into the cornfield, they would get old in a hurry. But for one night in the middle of a baseball season in dog days of August, absolutely, it was a blast. 
ESPN's MLB insider Buster Olney with us uh, talking about last night's Field of Dreams game. And as for the game itself, Buster, I mean, what, what a game it was from the four-run comeback in the top of the ninth inning to Tim Anderson walking it off with one of those eight home runs into the corn. Uh, from the Yankees' perspective, Buster, you know, e- even if and when they get their injured regulars back, we know the names Cole, Rizzo, Urshela, Chapman, the bullpen appears to be a glaring issue. Uh, would that be the biggest concern for you regarding the Yankees? Yeah, that would be the number one concern. Number two, of course, is how quickly can they get these guys back? Um, you know, how will they be affected? Garrett Cole, for example, he's you know been uh, you know, he will have had this period when he didn't go through his regular throwing program. Is that actually going to turn out to be a benefit for him? Kind of a mini break in the middle of a long season. Uh, you know, what? Uh, how will it affect Gary Sanchez and Anthony Rizzo? You know, Rizzo had been playing so well. Does it take him out of his rhythm? Um, I think the other thing, too, is I really feel like that their margin for error is so small that while they may have enjoyed you know, the conditions and the experience last night, there also has to be a sense of, oh, man, we, you know, we had the White Sox arguably the best team in the American League on the ropes, and it got away from us, and, and they just don't have much margin for error when you have you know, the Rays ahead of them significantly in the division, uh, you know, the Red Sox and the Rays, excuse me, the Jays also going for it. But I think everyone is seeing potentially how good the Jays could be. The, the, the Toronto Blue Jays are the team that I think a lot of the contenders in the American League East uh, with the other clubs, they're scared of them. Like, they see how tremendous that offense can be if they just get a little bit of pitching. So for the Yankees, it was a missed opportunity. The team immediately in front of the Yankees in the standings right now, Buster, is the Red Sox. What do you make of them? Was the first half in their great start, was that fool's gold and this is more in line with who they really are? Or is this just a rut that they're going through right now? Well, and Pat, you know, uh, the other day, uh, Dan Shaughnessy of the Boston Globe wrote that column saying that, you know, he really feels like that what we're seeing now might be closer to than what we saw in the first four months of the season. I, I don't agree with that completely. I think what happened was is that you had a lot of players who underperformed last year when Alex Cora was away during his year-long suspension. He returns, and, you know, guys like J.D. Martinez and, and Rafi Devers were revitalized. I, you know, I really believe Alex is the best manager in baseball, and I think that that manifested in the first part. But I think what happened was is that you know the great work it done at the major league level was not reinforced by the front office once you got to the trade deadline. They should have been the team that Anthony, that landed Anthony Rizzo, who would have been an absolutely perfect fit for them. They should have added more, uh, you know, help with their pitching staff. And now there's going to be so much pressure as Chris Sale comes off the injured list tomorrow for him to come back and have an immediate impact. This is someone who hasn't pitched in you know, a year and a half or two years in the big leagues since he had Tommy John surgery. And uh, you know, that's just the reality of the situation because the front office didn't step up and make aggressive trades, which makes no sense because they were sitting in first place when we hit the trade deadline couple more questions here with Buster Rolney, ESPN's MLB insider. You know, I made the point earlier, Buster, that after the Stanton home run and the Yankees were on the verge of what would be a tremendous win, it had the potential yesterday of being the best New York City baseball day of the entire season when you take into account what happened at City Field yesterday. You know, for, for me, it was hard not to think back when Pete Alonso hits that walk-off home run yesterday to Wilmer Flores in 2015. Same time of year, same opponent in the Washington Nationals. I mean, the Mets need Needed this three-game sweep in the worst way. I'm curious, though. Do you think it could be the start of a run for them, or is it just a sweep against a team that's in a rebuilding mode right now? 
Now, I'm applying logic uh, based on what I see as the circumstances. They have no idea what they're going to get out of Jacob deGrom. They don't really know when Lindor is going to be back, Francisco Lindor off the injured list, and their schedule is by far the hardest uh, for any contender in the big leagues. 13 straight games against the two uh, best teams in the National League coming up, the Giants or Dodgers this weekend, then the Giants. Uh, they have a three-game series against the Yankees. They have two games against the Red Sox. They have three games in Milwaukee. More, you know, more than 40% of their remaining games are against some of the best teams in baseball. That, to me, is too much to overcome. But the thing I loved about yesterday was, you know, seeing, you know, Pete Alonso hitting that walk-off and that great defiance that we're, we're hearing from him a little bit. Like, you know what? All those media idiots like me, uh, uh, you know, they, it doesn't matter once you get out in the field and they're, and, and they're playing. I don't think they can overcome this. I think the hurdles are mountainous. I think the Braves are coming together. But let's face it, in the race in the National League East with these three teams, there's no great team. You know, the three teams that are banged up are, are flawed, and it's going to be an absolute blast to watch it play out. Buster, I think with a healthy Jacob DeGrom, the Mets probably have the best chance to win that division and, in my opinion, make a run during the playoffs. But, you know, what is your understanding about his situation? How realistic is it for him to return and contribute this year? Well, and the reality is that I don't have any idea. Uh, I do know that... Uh, when the Mets have given us information, they haven't told us the complete information. And when they have acted on what they know and put him back out on the mound, he's had repeated setbacks. I'll always go back to this. You know, I've had conversations with uh, James Andrews and other surgeons, and they talk about when pitchers have Tommy John surgery, generally speaking, they got about a seven-year window after that. Well, it's been 11 years since he had the Tommy John surgery, and he's having these repeated issues with his forearms and elbows based on what the Mets have told us. Uh, and I, it absolutely, you know, not only a red flag for me, but I know we're talking with executives with other teams. Uh, if, you know, the Mets got something out of them down the stretch, I think, you, you know, you'd be excited for them and they'd have to view it as a bonus. If they got very little out of him going forward, that would not at all be a surprise to people in the industry. Buster, thanks so much. Always appreciate the insight. Absolutely. Thanks. You're listening to Pat O'Keefe on 98.7 ESPN.